The following interview originally aired on KPOV 88.9 on the Friday Point. You can listen to The Point 9 a.m. each weekday at 88.9 FM or at kpov.org. So you're at the week's end point at KPOV 88.9, Central Oregon's five days a week premier community affairs program. The last installment before the week of May 13, 2022, bites the dust. Don't Look Up is currently a very popular movie, but its message seems to be more than just that. It's more like the planet of the ostriches instead of the planet of the apes. Far too many of our brethren behave in that sort of ostrich fashion. As long as their needs are met, all is good. Give me my gasoline and it better be cheap or I'm going to throw a fit, maybe even with a gun. By the way, if you don't recognize that movie title, Don't Look Up, you might just want to see it for your curiosity's sake. It ain't that bad, just thought-provoking. Like it or not, we are all pussyfooting around, skating on thin ice over deep doo-doo. We really need genuine and authentic leadership, wise, just, and compassionate leaders from the grassroots to the very top of the food chain. As for the weeding... That needs to start at the roots before the weeds take control of everything green. Not only do we need to get out of the weeds, but rid ourselves of them once and for all. Leadership roles are difficult to fill. Leaders should be representative of all the people they serve, period. Elections should not be decided by who spent the most money to get their name, face, and voice plastered all over the place. Elections should be an exercise in critical thinking with some analysis required. Our guest for today, Morgan Schmidt, is a citizen who has decided to remove one hard hat and possibly put on an even harder hat by running for Deschutes County Commissioner. My voice is made possible by my far better half, my wife Paula, whom you may hear make an occasional remark. This morning we begin our first candidate interview for the May 17th primary election. Our guest this morning is candidate for Deschutes County Commissioner Position 3, Morgan Schmidt. Welcome to the Week's End Point, Morgan. We are all community here, sister. What say you? Thanks so much for having me, Steve. Oh, it's great to have you. So, why would you do this? <laughs> Why would you run for position three Deschutes County Commissioner? Is your life not tough enough already? A great question, my friend. A great question. You know, for me, uh, I get that a lot. My first response is, you know, I've been a pastor for 15 years, seven years here in Bend. And... Uh, what better dinner guest could I possibly be than to bring religion and politics to any table that I might be sitting at? So, so there's that. I'm available uh, <laughs> for awkward dinners. But for me, you know, they both have a lot in common. Being a pastor for me has always been about serving our community and attempting to ask the question, how do we love our neighbors in real, tangible ways that make a difference in people's lives? And that's the role of uh, our elected officials. Uh, it's what it should be. And so I'm running for county commissioner because I think that everyone who lives in Deschutes County should be able to thrive here. And I think that we can do that uh, through collaboration, through care for one another, and uh, through policies that make sense and, and by taking seriously the very real problems that we face. Yeah, it's a, a hard hat just being a spiritual leader, and it's a way harder hat being a, a politician, isn't it now? It, it is a challenge on, on both fronts, but I'm, uh, I'm enjoying the journey. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And like I said, there's a lot of overlap in terms of just uh, reaching out to people and, and listening well and attempting curiosity about the things that matter most. I think that's the right attitude to have facing this type of a challenge. 
So why don't you just briefly tell us what being a county commissioner entails? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the other question I get the most. County commissioner's role has been kind of shrouded, I think, in in mystery for a lot of people. And the reason I imagine that is, is because it's such a broad role. The county commissioners oversee management of all the functions of our county. They set policies for our county. They decide how we invest county tax dollars. And it's their job to advocate at the state and federal level for the well-being of, of the residents of Deschutes County. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, and I'm hopeful that a lot of our viewers are going to get more interested in city council and everything else. Uh, And I think what has occurred is that uh, nobody really says anything till they have a problem. Then it's your problem. That seems to be our, our trend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Part part of my hopes would be in this role to, uh, to make that county role more accessible to people to kind of take pull pull the veil back so to speak and give people a glimpse into what's going on and how they can be more involved and and pay attention before maybe before they get angry (laughs) yeah well and that that is the role is to really communicate with the community find out the needs of the community and then see if you can achieve those needs which isn't always that easy especially after watching a fair number of city council meetings in redmond it's challenging so another thing that i would like to mention is that you got a, a lot of endorsements and i was glad to see that so why do you think you had such a high level of endorsements I mean, that's. I'm really honored. First of all, just so grateful for the community support that uh, that those speak to. I think I, you know, I, I spent quite a bit of time during the pandemic, starting and, and running Pandemic Partners, um, which is a Facebook group. I, I kind of started on a whim, to be honest. Before Pandemic Partners, it was just pictures of my dog. But the notion was, you know, in these uncertain times of, you know, the original lockdown. If you think back to March 2020. Uh, how do we help each other in this in this strange time? How do we care for one another? And it was a place where people could ask for help and offer to help and uh, just really was overwhelmed by the incredible response of our community uh, in that forum to, to take care of one another. And it was such a privilege through that process to get to meet so many community leaders. I think um, I'm, I'm really honored that I think my endorsements speak to the work I've been doing, that this isn't just something new that now I want to go do, but this is work I've been doing and want to continue, uh, hopefully serving more as our county commissioner. Boy, and that's that's a, an absolutely the best answer I can think of. What are some of the challenges that you are facing in this run for this office? Yeah, you know... Uh, I am not a natural-born politician. I never thought I would be doing something like this. I think the the point for me has always been to focus on what it means to be a good leader, not necessarily a politician. Uh, and the ins and outs of, of learning how to campaign and, and running uh, for office is a constant learning curve. But what I'm how I'm trying to treat it and what's what's really bringing me life in the midst of it is learning about the issues, taking deep dives with experts in our community who who have forgotten more than I can hope to ever know about some of these topics. We have amazing resources in our community and people who are really involved and, and building those relationships so that they're already in place when it comes time to do the job. Um, it's, it's been a real privilege to do that. Some of the challenges, I mean, uh, the list is unending. You can say one thing and, and you're never quite sure how people are going to take it, but that's not so different than, than being a pastor, to be honest, when you're working with the public. You you don't have uh, you don't necessarily have control over what people what meaning people take from your your words. You just one do hard your best. hat for an even harder <laughs> exactly. hat. Exactly. <laughs>
Exactly. Well, you know, and I, I want to do a brief circle back, uh, especially to pandemic partners, mm. because I think we real really have more of a struggle with people that are coping with everything that's going on. And I think that that's an important aspect. And, and one of the things that I, I you've told me that you want to work on is really getting people kind of the help and the places to go to cope with the stresses that they're under. Yeah, and and that's a big part of my why as well is through the Pandemic Partners experience, I got a front row seat to the incredible generosity of our community and, and this grassroots sort of groundswell of, of community support for our neighbors. And at the same time, you know, what most people don't know is that behind the scenes, there were so many requests for help that we couldn't we couldn't take care of. We couldn't conjure living wage jobs or affordable housing or childcare or, or these big systemic problems that we have in our community and, and beyond this community. But, you know, we're focusing on, on Deschutes County. And, uh, and I can't tell you how much it broke my heart not to have an answer for those folks. And so, so for me, it was time to, uh, to jump in and, and hopefully be the kind of leader that can build more support through, through more collaboration. Um, to, to solve some of those problems because we have people who need help staying healthy still. We have people who need help uh, accessing affordable housing still. We have unhoused neighbors who don't have options for a safe place to sleep at night. Um, we have all kinds of issues of, of climate change affecting us, as everybody knows, with our, our drought. And then, of course, um, support for, for behavioral health uh, concerns that people have. And all of that, uh, the county can't wave a magic wand and, uh, and and make all those problems disappear. But I think if we have leadership at the county level that's focused on collaboration and leading the way with vision and uh, is willing to say, you know, those problems are are too big not to tackle. I think sometimes we have politicians who, who kind of dismiss these problems as too big too big to solve uh and for me they're they're too big not to try and tackle yeah i i think that there is a, an underlying level that would like central oregon to remain as it always has mm -hmm. and that's an impossibility uh things are going to change i can say as a senior that change is difficult but it's inevitable absolutely and and it's far better to be proactive as opposed to waiting till the problems become so enormous that they're overwhelming for everybody. And it, it is, these are, are some of the most difficult times I've ever seen in Central Oregon. Uh, we'll hope that, you know, like you said, collaboration is such an important part of it because if we're not all talking, we're in trouble. And if we don't, and if we don't have a vision for, for how we can be, I think um, we suffer from a failure of leadership at the commissioner level that has uh, been reticent to lead the way and reticent to put forward ideas. I mean, there's always a chance that it will fail, that it won't work. But we have to try and we have to aim big to solve, solve some of our most pressing issues. Yeah, and I kind of hate to talk about this, but business becomes the overwhelming issue at that level. And sometimes when you're just paying attention to business, you're kind of ignoring everything else that's going on. Yeah, you know, uh, I love this imagery from Desmond Tutu, who said, you know, there comes a point where we have to stop just pulling people out of the river who are drowning. We have to go upstream and ask why they're falling in in the first place. And so when I think about this role, this uh, this leadership role within our county, I think about those those immediate needs that we have to address. We have to take care of the business of running our communities. Um, but we also need someone who's thinking about what's happening upstream and how can we how can we stop having to react 
and yeah. actually respond to the challenges we face. Yeah, sadly, I think a lot of people would just like to push the problems away. Uh, you know, and I, I think that uh, one of the things that is of concern is, and I hate to use this term, but gentrification, which mm-hmm. really shifts things around. And, and as you mentioned earlier about affordable housing, uh, you want to make sure that you have people that can fill those jobs so that we can have the type of community that we want and they have to live in close proximity so i would imagine that transportation might be high on your list as well i mean there's a whole bunch of things we i I know that growth is a factor and uh it's really challenging for a lot of people to see how much this place has changed we don't have a mechanism for stopping people from coming here that's that's not an option available to us and so rather than resisting growth and resisting those changes uh what does it mean to lean into it and and say you know uh especially in terms of, of our growth. How do we do that intentionally? How do we uh, take advantage of the incredible gift that the land use system in Oregon can be by protecting our open spaces and those beautiful places that are the reason many of us live here in the first place, while at the same time uh, caring for our farmers, our ranchers, our neighbors, our cities in, in meaningful ways and growing thoughtfully? Yeah, respect and tolerance become big issues, that's for sure. They do, indeed. And and most certainly, we're actually immigrants to this place. And I think we forget that from time to time, Mm -hmm. that uh, there were people here before us. Absolutely, yeah. And things do change, like it or not. So if if you were going to pick one singular issue that is a big issue, what would would it be? Yeah, you know, for me, it's... uh, they run into each other, so I apologize, and I'm a pastor, so and I can be long-winded. Is, no, that is a difficult question. It really is a difficult question, because as I've said so many times before, name your poison. I, right. Um, you know, uh, for me, it is our housing crisis, and and that is affecting everyone from our, our unhoused community uh who, you know, we have people sleeping on our streets in Deschutes County who are holding in their hands, figuratively speaking, uh, HUD housing vouchers that could get them into an apartment. But we don't have those apartments available in Deschutes County at an affordable rate where they can actually use those vouchers. And so we're living in a system where even if a person experiencing houselessness and and a service provider do everything right and check every box and get to that point where that person can technically access housing, we don't have that option available. And so from those folks to our our workforce uh, not being able to afford to live here and our businesses not being able to hire people who can afford to live here uh, because of uh, just the incredible gap between uh, wages and, and housing housing prices, we are missing out. And I think uh, this is a beautiful place. It's an incredible place. A lot of people love visiting here. But if we don't take care of, of the people who live here, um, that's our biggest treasure. And we need to do everything in our power to address our housing crisis. And again, that's not something the county can just magically fix. But I think that if we have leadership at the county level that's willing to set the table and collaborate and bring together our cities, our businesses, our nonprofits, and our community members and say, hey, this is not three people's job to fix. Uh, this is all of us together needing to find solutions and get creative and think outside the box. Um, I've talked to so many families even who have, have kids go off to college and uh, unless uh, unless parents are willing to have them move back into their home or, or sponsor you know in some way a home for them, there's not a lot of hope for young people to move here and uh, and so it's not a you know it's a matter of people not being able to come back and also that we're missing out on 
uh, on people who might be able to come here and make this place richer. Yeah, I think there's a lot of criticism of of, uh, our younger population. And the fact is that a lot of those people that are homeless and living in their cars actually hold down jobs. Absolutely. And I, I can't imagine from my generational standpoint, not being able to go home and shower and sleep and all those things that become normal activity has to be an incredibly difficult challenge. Plus the fact I will give a big shout out to uh, a lot of the spiritual leaders in our community. They have made a lot more available. And I, I know that that's probably where your heart's coming from as well. Yeah, I mean, I have uh, part of my experience has been in, in putting together interim emergency shelters when it's too hot or too cold or too smoky, which is unfortunately becoming the norm and less of an emergency situation, more more situations that we can can predict are inevitable um, due to climate change. Um, and some of those things have happened within 24 hours. You know, uh, I, I keep telling people I, I might not have all the answers. Uh, I'm just one person and the scope of what the county does is so broad. So I might not have, have all the the answers, but I will know who to call and I know how to listen to experts and and make decisions based on on their wisdom. Yeah, and we've had people stay at some of those shelters, even low barrier ones that, you know, I'm I'm waking them up to go go pull their shift at their job and I think we underestimate how difficult how difficult, how exhausting, how expensive it is to be unhoused. Yeah, I think for those of us who are housed, we take an awful lot for granted. And, you know, if you pay attention to international news it's sad to think that this country as rich and powerful as it is would have that level of homelessness um we have approximately two minutes left oh my goodness Uh, so why don't you tell people how they can get involved and help support you Thank you. You know, my uh, the words I'm using for describing this campaign is that, you know, sure, it's my, my name and maybe my face at the forefront, but really this is about together being a force for good in Deschutes County. And so it's going to take all of us uh, in, this, in this movement to restore kindness and, and wisdom and thoughtfulness and care for our neighbors into the way we run our communities. Um, you can reach, you can get in touch with the campaign at morganlovesoregon.com or the same name on Facebook or Instagram, Morgan Loves Oregon. And I know that I have a reputation for maybe being a, a lot about that love, but that really does drive me. And it's not a rom-com kind of love. I'm talking about showing up for each other and not just making appearances, but actually showing up and, and being willing to take a deep dive on these serious challenges we're facing. Yeah, I, I continuously remind people that just show up at the thing that you can show up to. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.